to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis Podcast number 184. And uh, we're glad you're here. This is the No Church Answers Tour. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globes, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. We're still in that COVID quarantine. Hopefully, we're soon to be getting out. But uh, each of us are safe in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. You know, if you've been with us for a while, you understand we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, each of us on our own spiritual journey. We feel all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church or community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed, you know, spiritually recharged. And that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, our website, man-upspiritualistus.com or pray.com, we're glad that you're joining us. And this is the special Christmas edition. You know, typically what we do is we have a publication uh, that has a ABF or Adult Bible Fellowship or, you know, Sunday School lesson um, scripture that we go over, but not tonight. Tonight, it's Merry Christmas, and uh, we have a special podcast, and uh, it was written by our own Robert Koshu. So what I'm going to do is I want to introduce the panel, first of all, uh, our producer, he's a world-class policy writer, a bit of a professional gambler, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. And of course, a attorney and a prosecutor so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you. That's the judge, Michael Cropper, is here. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Thank you, guys. Michael. And uh, corporate trainer, kind of the group theologian and the author of this particular lesson and i'm excited uh we call him the professor robert koshu all right robert. Hey, robert. Hey, robert and uh insurance broker and deacon kyle trahan is with us tonight hey kyle what does he look like we don't remember <laughs> describe what dressed in a tie as always <laughs> a folks. Big tie, big tie. Tie. <laughs> and basically and my name is bill cox i'm basically a uh, uh salesman and uh i'm the director and kind of the uh, ringmaster of this group so uh merry christmas and uh I just wanted to go ahead and uh, at this time, I'm just going to introduce uh, Robert Koshu, the professor, uh, and his concept for tonight's podcast. So Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. And I am drinking out of one of my appropriate Christmas coffee mugs, <laughs> as wow, we discussed this evening. So I, I thought about this a little bit, and everybody talks about the shepherds. Everybody talks about Mary. There's the baby Jesus. There's even some great little stories about the animals talking one time during you know some little thing. There's the little <laughs> drummer boy. There's all of this. And, you know, if, if we go a little off script, as our pastor did this past week, you'll throw the three wise men in, who actually probably didn't show up till about two years later um, to it. But no one really talks about Joseph in this. And Jesus's fa earthly father, was Joseph. Joseph played a huge part in not only Jesus's upbringing, but in what happens in the, what we continue, what we generally refer to as the Christmas story. And it does extend through the wise men. We, we are going to include that. But I, and I kind of threw this together with the idea of Bill, Bill said, I wrote it. I did not write it. I, I kind of threw an outline together with some ideas that, Hey, we could throw around because that's kind of how we roll. And Steve pointed something out as he was looking through it. He said, you know what? 
Mary got one visit from an angel. Joseph got four of them. <laughs> and some of this is, and, and I kind of titled this, what, what happens when manning up changes history? Because when you man up, you take responsibility and you take the charge of the situation and you take care of things according to your beliefs and what you know needs to be done. And Joseph is probably one of the best examples of that I have ever seen, especially if you look at it in light of all that. So we're going to look at kind of the Christmas story from Joseph's perspective. With that, it's back to Bill. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for that. And uh, what I'm going to do in the first of the three passages that we're going to read is Matthew 1, 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. So, and I want everybody to do the math on this. So. Joseph and Mary, contrary to some of the older pictures, because a lot of the Catholic tradition tries to picture Joseph as this older man in it, they were probably both about 16, <laughs> as you look at it. They, they were youngsters. and They were, they so, were in the youth group. Yeah, they were in the youth group, <laughs> literally. Robert's um, right. youth group, right? <laughs> I would hope not, <laughs> but you, but you, okay. but you come up and, and here's the girl. So they're engaged and in Jewish tradition, basically you got pledged and you were not living together, but you were for all practical purposes, man and wife. She comes up to him and says, Hey man, I'm pregnant. And I got this angel that visited me and told me that God was going to move. And, I'm, and that's what made me pregnant. So what do you want to do? And I'm sure you're going, I ain't got no part of that because I didn't do it. I don't know what she's talking about. And and I kind of like the King James, weirdly enough, because before the angel visited, it says, has Joseph was thinking on these things? Because it actually said, and, and we can kind of talk about this a little bit, is this is when, you know, we can talk about the harshness. Because by law, Mary should have been stoned. That's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. By, right, by right. Jewish law, she no should have been stoned. Yeah. You know, um, Joseph decided to divorce her quietly. He he kind of, th- in my mind, this is the first time he mans up because he knew, hey, I hadn't done anything wrong. She has, but she really deserved to die for this. You know, mm-hmm. and so the first decision he really makes is, is he says, you know what? I'm going to divorce her quietly. I'm going to kind of move move on from this, kind of let her go her way. I'll go my way. And and it's one of those, you know, how many times have you guys been around somebody in, in business even that they're so right, they're wrong? Well, this is, right. this is the first yeah. indication of Joseph, Joseph's character. He's mm-hmm. not a jerk. He's mm-hmm. not... He's not the guy, and, and this should resonate. I mean, we listen to the story since we're kids, since we, even before we know what the word virgin really means. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're steeped in tradition, we're steeped in all sorts of imagery, but the very fact is, is that people in this time knew how babies were made. 
Uh, there's no, there was no, and, and, to, and you look over at the Middle East today and there's still honor killings going on. This is a very real thing. And, and uh, in some ways I'm looking at this and it's somewhat cringeworthy even to us in our culture where the, the, the man who gets tricked, who gets cuckolded, who gets tricked into raising another man's child, another man's son, is kind of viewed as, oh, kind of, kind of the idiot uh, or the fool or the, the guy who got, you know, he's, he's not that bright. And uh, here we have Joseph almost, you know, at, at first he's not, he's not going to go crazy. He's not going to say, hey, let's, let's impose the law here. Get her out there. I have nothing to do with her. Um, and so he's going to already say, okay, let's, let's just settle this the right way and not go, not, not, not have any, like you said, not, not, not make it, not kill Mary over this. He probably, for all practical purposes, he, he may have actually man. liked her or loved her. Right. Yeah, right. Well, um, the, the families, more likely it was betrothed. More than likely his family arrangements and the families were probably uh -huh. pretty good friends with each other. Both are the descendants of David. Mary is from the uh, the line of, of Nathan, right? And uh, Joseph right. is from the line of, I, I don't remember what line, was it Ju Ju He's Judah? He's from like David's line. Yeah, from Joseph from yeah. Line. yeah, well, they, they uh, first of all, he didn't, he did not respond like a teenager, right? Right. <laughs> Robert, that's what you're trying to tell us. He did not lose his temper and lose his cool. Uh, Mary was probably going to suffer some tremendous criticism from both families if they learned that the child was not Joseph. So he probably was never going to tell them. But then he was going to have to suffer this anger and aggression from Mary's family if he put Mary away without telling them the reason that she was pregnant with another chi person's child. They would assume that he was a father and he was just putting her away, right? Yep. So but you guys are forgetting, you guys are forgetting that, you know, this is all ordained by God before it happened. So the, the meeting of Mary and Joseph and this union of theirs was not by chance, you know, uh, ah, he was part, you, part of the Yeah, but Joseph doesn't know that yet. Character. Well, Joseph doesn't know that yet, of course. He doesn't know that. That's a good point. He's obviously mature for his age, you know, yeah. reading he, the story and listening to you guys. He's obviously mature. Um, he, he's reasonable. So he thought this through, you know, and then you're visited by an angel and it's like, oh, well, okay, I think I got this. You know, she said an angel and I get an angel and, you know, uh, my my other point, just real quick, before I, I I forget it or don't get it in, Robert, you said he was, or somebody said he was visited four times, right? Was that Robert or Steve? One Steve, of you Steve figured it out. Steve, yeah, this Steve, is the first of the four dreams. Visited four gets, times. He, See, Mary got visited once, right? He got visited four times. That's because God had to kept telling him to stay the course. No. Yeah. Ah. Mary, oh, no, he got it. Oh, come on. He got a different. No, he got a different. Right? Every time. And we'll get into this. We'll get into this. Get yeah. ahead um, and push. And God was telling him to stay the course. Go ahead. No, no. I, I think, I mean, it, each time there's a, there's a specific reason, but the, it, God really put delegates this whole birth to Joseph. We'll see this yeah. as we go through this. I want to, I don't want to get ahead. I want to go back to your, to your idea. You were talking about the, the guy, you know, dealing with people who are always insist they're right mm -hmm. and, and kind of being able to stand up to that and being and so right that it. you're wrong. Being so. <laughs> right. But he, he really, at least good thing was he was quiet and he did not assert himself on that. Mm -hmm. And he, and he was, he waited long enough. But I, I honestly, I don't think I would have done that. He waited long enough to let angel spoke to him, which was just fantastic. Well, and, and then, and then Kyle did a nice segue. So he gets the angel visit and then he kind of gets, gets on board with the plan. Okay. So this is the plan. So now here's the other part of this. So my bet is by now, first of all, that meant they, quote unquote, rushed their marriage. It was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> yeah. Back Probably in the day. more of a spear by then or in that day. Yeah, yeah. Spear spear wedding. <laughs> spear wedding. <laughs> but but they get married and then all of a sudden 
hey, Mary's looking a little chunky there. <laughs> Starting hey, popping don't up. Go in the days. <laughs> yeah, and then people were starting to do the math and going, uh, hang on, what the heck? <laughs> and so, but he followed God's plan, which is kind of the second part of it that that's not always popular either, especially in today's world, to to follow what God's plan and God's idea is in this well, as he goes through. I think the I think the man lesson from this is that Joseph himself was fertile ground and he, he listened to the angel and he let the uh, seeds of faith germinate in him and he didn't hesitate to follow the plan and not the crowd and it, it, so i mean three distinct lessons you know um from this four men you know when you're a, a a person of faith uh and you and you get that inspiration uh you know let it germinate and and there's a reason to not follow the crowd and that may be it so um anyway well, and, and and i think that and i think that bill that's a really really good point that 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 you know, stop and think and look at it and, and don't follow the crowd, whether it's the heavy religious crowd, you know, cause there, there are some, there are some segments of Christianity or religion. We'll just say it's religion that, that tell you, you got to follow exactly how we're telling you to do it or else kind of things. And, and there are some do it this way or else kind of things, but <laughs> you know, though, there there aren't as many of those as we would like as as people would like it to make out as, to make yeah. it out to be. We but, never really hear much about their families, which is very interesting, especially when they go to J Bethlehem, which we're going to address later. Uh, so we don't know why. Don't why there's not much mentioned in there whether relatives gotten in the picture or not. But it's it's uh, what the point is. We but we can make mistakes. When we make quick decisions as men, practical, practically speaking, have I made quick decisions that are wrong? Absolutely. But it's the, the, the question is not whether you're going to make a mistake. It's whether you have the right attitude and whether or not if it's against God, you apologize, you repent. Or if it's against your wife or against your children, you say, I'm sorry. You know what? I made too quick a decision. I did not weigh everything and I did not assimilate the facts and uh and the point is, have a good attitude and and uh, and go on from there. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. Merry Christmas. We will be right back. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is podcast number 184, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. This is our Christmas show. And going to want to go ahead and uh, was put together by uh, Professor Robert Koshu and have him introduce the next section. So moving on. So we're probably somewhere around eight to nine months after the Matthew passage, if you're looking at yeah. time frame-ish. So we're eight to nine months out. And so now the story moves to what most people think about when they think about classic Christmas. So it's the chap the Luke story. So Bill. All right. And with that, uh, uh, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while 
Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. So classic Christmas story. So you get the Roman census and the Roman, basically it was expensive to run an empire. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to employ taxes and they did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they had to do it with the census, but they didn't send the little census takers out like we do here in America. They actually had to all go to their quote unquote hometown. So Joseph was from Bethlehem and or because he's line of David, so that means got to go down to Bethlehem. So he goes down to Bethlehem, and that's how we end up at Bethlehem as we move through. What what I find interesting here, and this is one, is A, Joseph followed the law. He was told what to do, so he went ahead and did it. But then number two, the number one job for any father is to take care of the child, right? So that meant number one, he had to find a place for the baby to be born. Could they show up? And this is kind of interesting because Mike brought it up, I think. You don't hear much about their families. Where was Joseph's family? They would have had to go to Bethlehem too. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah, that correct. makes sense. I've never heard yeah, that. I had never, I had never thought yes. about that it, either. It until could Mike be that that's who they traveled with. Um, yeah. yeah. And that, and yeah, which, which would make some sense. The family home would still be there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but for some reason there wasn't any place for them to stay when they got to Bethlehem. Right, they weren't invited. Yep, yep. And so Joseph takes matters into himself, and he actually comes out and says, "Hey, um, we're going to move into uh, we're going to move into the manger." Steve just pulled up. It is two hours and fifty-five. Two hours and thirty-five minutes from Nazareth to Bethlehem. That, by wait, car. Wait, that, that is a. I'll, I'll tell you. That is a. That is the route. Hey, Go ahead Steve, and finish. I, I want to Steve, talk about this. Click on, click on the little walking guy. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but but they they make the trip, and they get to Nazareth. And yeah, there you go. That that's what I wanted to see. Roughly, it was a thirty-three hour walk. <laughs> so. Three day, yeah, nonstop. So that means probably what three or four days. That's Minimum? that's not counting that he was with a pregnant w- woman who was you know, eight months. <laughs> I, to talk about this, I, I'm going to wait. We're on. We're on. We're obviously on <laughs> on audio. But if you've got if you've got you know access to to uh, uh, Google Maps. Um, go in and look at uh, go go enter Nazareth to Bethlehem. And it'll give you the it'll give you the first will give you the highway route today, but if you it'll give you an idea of where they went. Now I'm looking at this map here. The 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 likely way the between Nazareth and Bethlehem, you have essentially what today is Nablus and the West Bank, um, which is still very mountainous country. They the and and that back in 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 the time of Jesus, in the time this has been, that was Samaria. And of course, we know the Samarians did not get along well with the Jews. So uh, you really didn't go that way. So the way they likely went uh, from Nazareth was east down and down to the to the to the to the Jordan Valley down there. And they would travel along uh, the Jordan River, the banks of the Jordan River. And this was pretty much the standard pilgrimage route during festivals. But, you know, this doesn't necessarily during that time. So we don't know. And uh, and they got down to Jericho. This is this doesn't exactly show, but you get down to Jericho, and that was pretty much the lowest point. Then you'd have about a nine-mile walk to Jerusalem, and Bethlehem is just south of that. That that is a 3,500-foot 3, ascent. Yep. Um, you know, just a, a grade going up because that's in the hills, and so imagine doing that pregnant now. I, I'm willing to give a give a, give a give at least some idea that that the, that Joseph sprung for a donkey or some kind of riding animal. 
but nonetheless, this is an arduous, this could be an, as many for a pregnant woman, nine days. It could be fairly dangerous. She probably went with a group because there were bandits and highwaymen. Um, you know, we, 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 the, the story of the Good Samaritan happens on the road between Jerusalem and Jericho. So this was, uh, this was a physically arduous, um, certainly stressful. Now, and this is something to think about when you and I do our holiday trip and get stuck in traffic on I-10. <laughs> this is probably why she I has think a baby. that's difficult or, or have or have mind. to sit in the you know or get stuck in a middle seat on a flight from here to Dallas <laughs> and so so uh you know this is but but this this is this is but Joseph takes charge we can assume that Joseph pretty much took charge of this and made sure this happened and really he had to protect Mary on this trip. God gave him that job. Yep. You know, this is, and, and, and again, we don't think about too much of this because the, you know, the Christmas story glosses over this, but this, uh, think about today, taking a nine day hike over, you know, unpaved roads, hills, valleys with a, with your, you, you know, if you were married, with your wife who is eight to nine months pregnant. And um, I'll just leave it out there. <laughs> I took my I took my five month pregnant wife to a U of H football game at UT in 1991 or 1990, and uh, she couldn't walk back to the car. I had to go get the car <laughs> and pick her up. So she was only five months pregnant, and yeah. Did you drive it onto the football field? <laughs> Uh, outside the stadium, we convinced the cops to let us. We convinced the cops to let us through the barricades. Oh, we were hiding all our UH gear at that moment. They could have brought them to the car for you. Come on. Yeah, we were on the other side of the freeway. We were parked next to the cemetery on the other side of no I-35. And kind of portended well, how the game went too. But, right. but uh, imagine this though: uh, Joseph going from being basically. A, a teenager to like early 20s guy that is expected just to be courting to actually having to man up to grow up to not only take this trip that probably wasn't an easy trip even if he was an individual but have to take his pregnant wife and all of a sudden all that added responsibility and and he grew up probably more in a year than he had in the previous five. Now that really is a man up lesson there. Well, and, and the other thing is, is, and, and I'd like to talk about this for a little bit is it's a responsibility thing. And Joseph takes responsibility, as you said, Bill, but it's responsibility. So I got married eight months later, I've got to haul my rear end with my pregnant wife to, to uh, Bethlehem, I show up in Bethlehem, and the city's insane. It's it's going crazy because everybody had to go there. I can't find a place to stay. You know, there, there's the whole sermon series that I've heard on the on the innkeeper and whether he was a good guy or a bad guy as part of this. Right. But somehow Joseph arranges to get this place to stay for them. You know, and yeah, okay, we're not in the street delivering the baby at least at kind of a bare minimum here. Right. But he makes that and, and think about kind of put it in our context today. You know, Christmas can be hard for guys. Christmas can be a pain because we've got to get the decorations out. You know, even if we don't do the decorating because our wife does it, we're going to the attic. We're going up into we're going to storage and pulling it out wherever you store your Christmas stuff. Usually if there's outside lights, you got to, you're the guy putting those on, you know, you're doing all of that work is at the end of the year. So you're dealing with budget issues. We're trying to do our year in planning. We're trying to get things ready for work. Plus we're trying to finish up those three to five projects at the end of the year that have to get done, you know, before 1231 hits or else kind of things. Plus, you know, Oh God, we're going to have Christmas. What are we cooking for dinner? And then, oh my God, 
Uncle Joe's going to be here, and y'all all know how Uncle Joe is. <laughs> well, I also think that men uh, that men repress the uh, depression that oftentimes comes with uh, the holiday season and Christmas. Um, the memories of of days gone past and. Uh, and the people that they've lost and the relationships that they lost. And so many men, they, they carry on that guilt and, uh, and repress those feelings and just try to be outwardly happy because, hey, it's Merry Christmas. And so I think it, it is difficult uh, on, on a lot of men. Well, more so this year maybe than other years? Yeah, I think. 2020? Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, I think Kyle was trying to make a comment. Kyle, were you trying to make a comment there earlier? No. No, no okay. Yeah, no, I, life was He's much the simpler best. then. He's yeah. the best. Yeah, life was much simpler then, guys. Uh, I mean, we just had to take care of our families, right? And, and, and that was important today. You got to take care of your car, your home. Uh, that's why many times I say back then, if you were poor, you're usually happier than the people who are rich. I mean, uh, you had a God to live for. I can imagine, I can imagine Joseph while they're traveling to Bethlehem saying, Lord, don't let Mary have this baby while we're away from our families. Please, pretty please keep the baby till we return. But God has other plans. And of course, uh, his, his way wins out. So in other words, but and, and, and by that way, that trip, I, I suspect if it was nine days, Usually people made caravans. They usually travel together. So I can imagine there were people with them. We just don't hear anything about the family being there. I'd imagine the other people went along the way. Yeah, but you like you said, Bill and, and guys, many people, it can be depressing because men get laid off. Like you said, Robert, our cars break down, our ACs go out. I had our pipes burst upon Christmas, uh, what, 25 years ago when it froze real heavy. Before Christmas, Bill, I think you would that, remember. Maybe Steve, and maybe that would Robert. have been Christmas of '89, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, we had our pipes. Had my family <laughs> coming over, the pipes broke in the in the bedroom. Yep. And, uh, so yes, things happen. But the more complex our society is, the more complex our lives are. The more things can go wrong, or or, or as we would say, unexpected. I have a thought here, and this is total conjecture, but you mentioned it earlier, Kyle, that well, Bethlehem was Joseph's city. Did he have, you know, his father, his parents, or other relatives going with him? Um, did, did he have relatives there? And I have this thought. There he is with Mary. They're, they're, they don't, you know, they can't find any accommodations. I, I wonder if he's been put out by his whole family. That's what I was saying. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that nobody nobody wants anything to do with them. Um, oh, because which, he did the, because somebody did the math with. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is very which is very poignant because we have we have kids today who are turned out by their own family, their own parents because of what they might believe, because they might question, because their sexuality is different. And there's no mercy, no, no compassion. It's just we're shutting the door on you. It, and it and who knows what happened that. here? But it's a good question to ask yeah. that. Well, yeah, if this is if this is the old homestead, is there not even a great uncle or, or the people we travel down with? Are gonna you know say hey hey let's let's go over to Aunt Aunt uh, Aunt Sophie's or something like that? Um, they they based on what we're told they are completely isolated. Yeah, uh, this, right. this seems like I mean the migration that these people were doing for the the census thing. It, it, to me, it's because of recent events. You know, seems like a, a hurricane or something. You know, people are fleeing where they normally live, you know, wherever, and they're having to go into Bethlehem to, you know. Or wherever, sign. they're going all over. And nobody wants to be doing this. That's the, that's right. the yeah. thing. Everybody's going to be. But my point is, is everybody's going to have people in their home. 
<laughs> you know, uh, you have a major hurricane. My family lives in Lake Charles. You know, they're they're all fleeing. They're coming here. We have one spare bedroom. It's blow up mattresses. I got people all over the house. If you know, that's what I have to do. You know, and so that's what you would think. I mean, back then in the day, there weren't blow up mattresses. You rolled out a mat that you carried with you. You know, yeah. there's my bed. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to roll up my shirt and I'm going to sleep on that. And, you know, where were those people? Yeah, but you get you get the impression, though, that this is everybody knows this is a very temporary thing. Nobody's bringing their stuff. Everybody's just going to their uh, their traveling light. They're going to their uh, their city of origin. They're going to get counted. Then they're going to return. I mean, that's kind of the impression that I get from this. But and with that, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, next break. This is Man Up Podcast. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 184, our Christmas show. Uh, We are talking about Joseph. And putting a man's spin on the uh, Christmas story. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'll read uh, our final scripture. This is Matthew 2, 13 through 15 and 19 through 23. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. He was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. So this one sets up, this is probably about two years later. Um, This is what's commonly referred to in traditional church calendars, the Epiphany, um, when the wise men come bearing their gifts. And so just before we got the story here, basically the wise men see the star, lots of... Crazy speculation. I'm really curious. I need to go do some deep dive research. On the 21st, next week, there's a, a intersection of Jupiter and Saturn that are going to come together in the night sky that's occurred. This is the first time since sometime in the 1200s. Yeah. It's some, occurred. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's some speculation that that is kind of what they saw. The original, I think, was three planets. This is only going to be two. Two. Right. So I yeah. imagine brighter. Yeah, yeah. The, these guys were, they were Zoroastrian. They were from Babylon, but there was still a very large Jewish contingent in Babylon um, at that time in Persia. Daniel, the Exodus, the whole thing that we talked about before. So they were all there. So they were familiar with the Jews and they saw this and they went, oh, it's the king of the Jews' star. So we have to go. So they showed up in the palace in Jerusalem going, where's the king of the Jews? And so Herod, we always talk about leadership here. <laughs> Herod is the antithesis of a good leader. He was so scared of his position. So he killed a wife. He had a couple of sons executed. Right, <laughs> you know? right. These guys show up and go, well, we're here to see the king of the Jews. And Herod's going, eh, there ain't no king here. Give me a moment. <laughs> and he calls the priest and everybody. And he says, hey, we're 
where's the Messiah supposed to be born at? Because he he was Herod. Herod was a I wouldn't say even a nominal Jew, but he knew about stuff because he's the one that spent all the money. The temple that everybody talks about at this time is referred to as Herod's temple because he built it, you know. And so, and the priest said, "Well, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem." And Herod puts on his best. I'm one of you faces, and he shows up and he goes, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. When you find him, come back and tell me because I want to go worship him too. And so the wise men show up. They give their gifts to Joseph and Mary, and they get a dream too that says, yeah, Herod's not a good guy. Go home. (laughs) So they go home. Herod, um, Joseph has the dream that we see here. They run off to Egypt. Herod gets so hacked off, he runs around and kills every baby two years or less in in Bethlehem. Sends the soldiers out to run through, grab the babies, and kill all of them. So Herod is kind of an antithesis to a leader at this moment because he's crazy as all get out. Um, the the and, and this kind of sets up some interesting conversations for Christmas for me about expectations because I, I'm not real sure what Joseph thought being the father of Jesus was going to involve. But, you know, I'm sure he's thinking, okay, Mary had the baby in Bethlehem. They stayed there for some reason for two years. I would really like to know why. And I wonder if it's not something that that we talked about earlier where his family had more or less put him out. So he didn't really have anything to do back in the hometown. Right. You know, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. With, with so uh, yeah, I'll just stay. Yeah. Nobody's messing with me there. And, you know, Mary's got this stigma and then the kid's not really mine, supposedly. So we'll just stay here in Bethlehem. So they get a house, actually, yeah. and hang out in Bethlehem for two years. You know, and then these three kings show up and he's thinking, oh, OK, cool. I'm going to get gifts. Awesome. <laughs> and right. he, he gets gold. <laughs> that's useful. Myrrh. And frankincense, which are both spices. And one of them is actually a spice that's primary use was for burial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was money. That was the same as money. Yeah, he he could sell them as money. But but it goes to, you know, I'm sure he's, and then he gets a dream that says, hey, Joseph, pack up. You guys need to get to Egypt now before Herod Mm -hmm. comes down and kills the bed. And it's expectations. And you know, and and I this is a huge pet peeve of mine with the expectations around Christmas. There's a commercial going on. It's been for two years now, and I will give you that it is funny as all get out. So if you have not seen it, it's the GMC commercial that yeah. shows up where the husband really? comes up and the wife comes out and she's got these little boxes. Honey, I got us here's our gifts, and he's like, Oh, that's sweet. I got us something too. And he goes outside and he's got this brand new GMC red pickup and a blue GMC SUV. And the wife runs over to the truck and I love it. And he's like, well, actually, and she's like, I love it. Cause you know, he's thinking the truck is mine. The SUV is hers. She took over the truck. You know, You're upset that it's it not Dodge. A, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm a Dodge guy. So yeah. But, but my point is this, I, I bought a truck last year. It was not a Dodge. It was not a GMC that was fully loaded. It's not even a Dodge that's fully loaded. It's what's it's a Dodge Ram 1500 called a called a Craftsman or a Tradesman model, which is mm-hmm. kind of the not the super low level, but the one up above it. So it doesn't have all the cool fancy bells and whistles like a lot of them, you know, and all that. But those vehicles, my bet is minimum fifty-five to sixty-five thousand dollars. That's probably a hundred and all right. Hundred and ten to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of vehicles that were brand new, bought sitting in their driveway, and uh, well, that's love. Yeah, you listen, everybody. Right. Yeah. Before we go into the present day, Robert, (laughs) just think about the going back to Mary and Joseph. Mm -hmm. They didn't have commercials, or did they have commercials Mm -hmm. saying you need to buy your wife something really special for Joseph (laughs) (laughs) on their anniversary, right? Run run to Egypt. That's your anniversary present. Happy anniversary, honey. There's pressure for Mary to buy Joseph Joseph (laughs) a new camel, right? But but it's but it's one of those as we as we sit in this season and we look at this and and it is so overtly commercial and and this year in my mind was almost even worse because. I think they started Christmas before 
like right after Labor Day this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you know, guys, and and this plays into what we were talking about earlier about men hiding their depression, because how many men are looking at that? And I'm going to say even this year, even more so, thinking, you know what? We're doing good to get the kids toys for Christmas this year because I got laid off. I right. was furloughed for a while, you know. Oh, Aunt, Aunt Susie's showing up. Oh, we got to get her something now. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. 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 Sure. And it, 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 it's just like, you know, oh, it's, uh, so-and-so is having a baby. Oh, we have a, a baby shower. Why don't everybody buy me a present? And, uh, you know, not, I'm not bashing that. But what I'm saying is, is in this very scenario that this is a tough year. And, you know, when just one more person is coming over and, you know, you have to have something under the tree for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and you do. look bad. Yeah. And you and you have at the same time, you have all these commercials. And that's just that was my pet peeve, because I know what that I know what that cost is. But there are others out there. I think. Pardon me. I know. I think Mike mentioned earlier, you know, the range you see out there. Oh, absolutely. Jewelry. You know, the, yeah. But you know, this is your your notes say this. This is the message you're getting, at least from the commercial side, that yep. this is about being a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, That's go right. out and and State and, and go yeah. out and buy your wife a, a truck and a hundred grand and a hundred grand. And boy, that that's and uh, and you're going to end up with the SUV. <laughs> you, buy, you buy a truck and an SUV. And you end up with the SUV. What's that about? <laughs> but be a man and take it because that's what she wants. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think the big thing about this particular lesson, though, is this. Um, when you're a man, you ex- ex- accept the responsibility to be a leader of your family. And I know it's not popular to say, but have a savings. You've got to save your money. Bad things are going to happen. It is going to rain. And whether, whether Joseph realized it or not, I, I think he did understand the responsibility that he had as being the man of the family and that this child was special. The angels came repeatedly and talked with him in these dreams about him. He knew that he had to really step up and to have these strangers show up and give you these gifts that, (laughs) and how did they know? It's not like they put out an announcement that they had. This is also, there are two sides to this coin because I, the the church answer would be oh the those those gifts the gold and frankincense and myrrh arrived just in time so they could be used to to get to egypt and which kind of kind of it's kind of says well you know so we are to, to rely on the lord but look at it this way probably the moment that gold and stuff arrived Joseph was trying to figure out somewhere how, how he's going to apply it, either, you know, to their current living situations. Yep. And suddenly God says, nope, you're up that very night before before dawn. They're off. So they pretty right. much gathered up every and, and he said, OK, well, you know, I don't think he wanted to go to Egypt. I don't think he thought, it, you know, he's got he's got a, a, a two year old. <laughs> A toddler. Yeah, I was um, to say you're traveling um, with the two-year-old. Another yeah, right, right, trip. You're gonna but, you're gonna go cross hey. Sinai. You're gonna go cross Sinai, um, and and into a whole new, a whole another country. But that you've and, never been to. You've never been to. And yep. and you know that's what. And you know it's a it's a you know and 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 you know the angels say yeah it's a good thing you got that money I got it to you just in time. And, yeah, and, and he's and wake up. If you wake up and, you know, you've had this dream, what is this? The second, the third, the third, 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 third. is it the third? Cause now this is the second. Okay. The second, second has, yes, the, the first, first one to that, come back. Yes. Right. Second right. The, second, the third one's coming back. The third in the family. So you wake up from a dream. You've discussed her, you know, with the angel, you've discussed mm-hmm. yours with the angel. You get hit again. You, you you tap her on the shoulder, honey. Mm-hmm. I was just visited again. 
And she sits up and says, well, tell me all about it. And he says, well, he says, get out. Don't you know she's going right now? You know, yeah, they just planted yeah, flowers in the flower bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that's that's, that's that's a really good analogy because it is Mike and Kyle both. That's a great because and and it goes back to what we were talking about expectations, right? Because you know, I'm I'm thinking I don't think these teenagers and now they're seventeen or maybe eighteen or nineteen at this point, maybe twenty, maybe. You know, I. You know, you're told you're you're going to birth the son of God. He shows up as a baby. It's kind of been a normal childhood with the exception of the birth where a bunch of shepherds, people you didn't know anything about, showed up and said, oh, his angel showed up and sang to us. <laughs> you know, and you're, you're kind of your family's ostracized you because I, I'm beginning to really wonder if that wasn't what was going on in Bethlehem. Yeah. You're there two years and th- there's a little we get a little snippet of Simeon in the temple. And Hannah in the temple, when they go to present Jesus about a week or two after he's born, you know, other than that, it's been a quote unquote normal childhood until two years later, you get visited by these. And 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 Steve said strangers, and I'm going to throw in strangers from a foreign land. That does, yeah. Yeah. They didn't look like you. They didn't talk like you. They didn't, they weren't part of you. They probably had an entourage with they them. They didn't travel alone. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't just the three of them. I'm sure it was like a big caravan that shows really? up. They give you a bunch of gifts, and you're thinking, this is kind of cool, kind of like <laughs> this. We can figure it like, and then Bill said, you know, they're figuring out, or Steve said, how can I spend this money? And now, because Kyle said, you're tapping Mary on the shoulder in the middle of the night going, um, honey. <laughs> Time we can- to go. Now. <laughs> yeah, now. Right. And and she goes, where are we going? And you go, we're going to Egypt. We're going where? <laughs> <laughs> but for the story, just something that I wrote down, um, you know, the, so they escaped to Egypt. And there's not really much there. there there's a, a, an interesting book series out there, like uh, Out of Egypt and stuff like that. I uh, can't remember the author's name, Anne Rice or something like <laughs> that. Um, it When I started prepping for this this lesson, it got me thinking back to that book series and I, it, very interesting, by the way, if, if you're ever wanting a good read um, and I'm not a reader, so that's a good plug that he's a good writer. Um, but it got me to thinking that, you know, Joseph was chosen, you know, again, by God, I mentioned this earlier, but can you imagine having to teach Jesus your trade? You know, that they went into Egypt and you know, Joseph became a carpenter and then he taught Jesus, you know, and I'm sure the other, you know, brothers and whatnot that, you know, later on, uh, because when they came back there, it was what, 12 or 10 years later. Yeah. They, he's got an extra brother or two. You, when I was their age, I was, you know, bending nails into wood. My dad was a home builder. He was a carpenter. You know, I watched my home being built by my dad and his friend's hands, you know, and so it was just an interesting thought. The man up concept of Joseph was chosen to also teach Jesus as a human, you know, but at the same time, he knew that he didn't have the maybe the biblical background. And so he did send Jesus to the synagogues and everything to learn while they were in Egypt. Um, so just just something on the man up thing, not to be lost in those story that doesn't get taught or you well, know written about. And, and you think he at least modeled faith to Jesus? What was that? You oh, think I he have at least no modeled doubt. how to how to he modeled the faith. Modeled how do you, how do you be a good Jew? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but, I have no doubt. But be a good that. Jew and have the compassion Joseph had back at the very beginning of the story when we first started. Because he, right. he was a good Jew who who wasn't ready to stone Mary. <laughs> right. This was a guy pregnant. who had already had the law written on his heart. Yes. yes. Because the, the irony is, is that, yeah, the, if we and, and Jesus would go up against the, the, the fanatics, <laughs> the, the, the legalists for you know most of his ministry but here's a here's is here's the the man who raised him was among the first to say 
the law isn't everything that there's compassion that there's that there's time when the and the spirit was leading him we know i mean we're told that and the spirit was telling him no you know well to begin with he was already disinclined to follow you know to, to go crazy with the stoning and then he's then that's validated when the when the the when the he has the dream and says marry and marry her and, and he's just going to have the, the he's just going to be bear the son of god Right, putting that together that's that's a that's a really good point it it it's all about how he responded to the expectations around him his entire life as a man and how those responsibility how those responses to the situations around him and how he did it in his faith impacted all of us because that was the that was the model jesus had Right. Was all of that as a part of it. What an excellent podcast, uh, fellas. And uh, Professor, big round of applause for Robert for putting this together. Hey, Robert, uh, yeah. what, what, what a great Christmas podcast. So, and with that, we're going to go around the, uh, around the panel one final time, get a quick Christmas takeaway. Start with uh, Kyle Trahan. Uh, you know, I'm going to plug myself here because I've been having a little bit of fun with it. I've got my Christmas tie on. Um, uh, follow me on Facebook, Kyle Trahan, and uh, I'm doing the 12 days of Christmas ties. And uh, you know, it's, it's been quite fun. I came up with it a couple of days ago and, you know, why the heck not? Um, but, you know, for the story and for the lesson, you know, Joseph was was dad, you know, and he took on that responsibility like many of you guys have. Actually, I, I believe all of you guys I'm staring at on my screen have and a lot of uh, folks that have that'll be listening. Uh, you know, that's not a light thing that you have to take on. The responsibility of raising a kid is beyond what I know. But I know it can't be easy. I, I've watched many friends and, and family raise their children, and I've been a small, you know, little uh, nugget of their knowledge, hopefully. But uh, Joseph did it well. And so we can all learn from, from being there and following God's direction. Excellent. Uh, a takeaway from you, uh, Judge Michael Cropper. All right. All right. Um, practical advice right quick you guys brought up the presents for Christmas Robert brought that up uh, yes yeah keep it in perspective uh, if you cannot afford something don't try to buy it you got to remember many of us do not have money Robert mentioned that a lot of us have been laid off some of us have suffered illnesses uh, cars break down houses need repair you need to pay rent remember the pressure you feel at buying gifts is not from your relatives necessarily. It's from the persons. It may be from your relatives, but for the most part, it's from the commercials you watch. In other words, from the retailers who are trying to sell you a gift, whether it's a diamond necklace or a, or a red GMC pickup. Uh, no matter what it is, they're the ones who are putting pressure on you to make you make a quick decision, just like buying a used car if you've ever dealt with a used car salesman. Commercials and pressures to spend money comes from the retailers. Keep that in perspective. They do not care if you cannot afford what they are selling. They don't care if you're gonna deprive uh, your family of food so you can have a new car or, or things like that. They just don't care. So keep everything in perspective. And finally, remember, serving God can be difficult. And I just want to remind you, especially if you remember some of the stories in the Bible, David, King David, for instance, when he heard from God and he was anointed king, he probably did not have any idea that he was going to be king. Uh, and when he was anointed, he had to run from Saul with his life for up to 10 years, seven years after he was anointed king. He became the king over Judah. But during that time, Saul chased him. Ch Saul chased him to kill him. And now, I'm not saying that you serving the Lord today will end up in that manner. But sometimes 
serving the Lord, Joseph ran into problems. And this is the whole point of the uh, the uh, scriptures that we read that Robert has brought the lesson for and Bill has read the scriptures on. Uh, serving the Lord sometimes can be can be difficult. Sometimes it can be costly, but he's always with you. And keep that in mind. And, and remember, we discussed joy a couple of lessons back. Joy comes from your heart. It's not from the present conditions from around you. It's from your heart and, and Jesus living in your heart. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas season, too, like the guys have said. And, and I want to tell you Merry Christmas. And, of course, you can always contact us and send in questions. If we can answer questions for we will be glad to do that. But keep in mind, Christmas is a wonderful time of the year, and you can't have the joy, Lord, without having or spending and expensive gifts, buying expensive gifts. Bill? And producer Steve Titch. Well, thanks, Robert, for putting this together. <clears throat> Joseph is really an unsung hero. Uh, literally, we, we, we don't... Mary gets a Magnificat. <laughs> Uh, Zechariah gets a song out of this. Uh, Joseph, but like so many men, he's there in the background making sure things happen and taking responsibility uh, for this really important plan of God's. Uh, somebody had to make sure they got to Bethlehem. Somebody had to make sure that baby was born safely. Uh, and God chose Joseph. And Joseph was, is a very humble man. He, he, he's quietly, quietly strong, but outwardly humble. And maybe that's, that's one of the takeaways. Don't assume the quiet, humble guy lacks some kind of strength of conscience or strength of character. And there are so many men out there like this who really, you know, they're, they're not on the front page. They're not even getting the, their company awards or the big parking space or the nice desk or the, or the service award or the prize, but they're there uh, every day quietly making sure things happen the way they should. And that's, that's what one of the, I think my takeaway here with Joseph. He is, he is really important. I've never heard Joseph preached on. Um, I've heard sermons about Mary, the Magi. I've heard sermons about the innkeeper who does not even appear in scripture. So I'm not scolding. I'm just saying, uh, and I'm saying to men out there, this is, don't, don't let anybody sell Joseph short to you. He was very important, even if he has a small uh, a small space uh, doesn't have that much space in in the Gospels overall. Excellent, uh, Professor. Christmas is all about the intersecting of God and history. It it really is all about the verse in John, and the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Joseph played a little bit of that story, and I think we can learn a lot from how Joseph manned up at many points in these first couple of years to really take care of business and do the things he wanted to, even when it didn't meet what his expectations or what his thoughts were. And he was able to apply not only his faith, but how he interpreted that faith in compassion so that he was able to apply it in a way that actually taught Jesus some lessons early in his life as he was moving on. So take those lessons and put them in your life as you go through the season and as you get ready to celebrate Christmas with your family. Excellent. Uh, and I just want to just chime in. Re please remember the reason for the season. And really, like Joseph, you can man up in small ways daily. And I think that's, uh, that's a lesson that we can take away from uh, this unconventional uh, Christmas lesson for an unconventional Christmas. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. And on behalf of uh, Steve Titch, our producer, uh, Michael Cropper, the judge, 
Robert Koshu, the professor who uh, put together today's lesson, Kyle Trayan, my name is Bill Cox. We're on this uh, No Church Answers Tour. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or even Pray.com. If you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or uh, man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. And if you're still in quarantine, unable to attend a church, uh, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service, traditional Baptist service on sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts Sundays at 945. And when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this one with a small group. And find that was one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.